Kia ora. Kia ora koutou. Nga mihi. O, ke, uh, o te whare, o te atua, o tūranga nui, a kiwa, ki a koutou, ki a koutou, ki a koutou katoa. I bring you greetings from the, uh, the dawning of a new day, from the place that sees the rising of the sun and the dawning of a new day and all the earth, from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is to be praised. We're the first people in all the earth to get, get to praise the name of the Lord. We see the dawning of a new day, but you are on the east as well. And so partners together on the east, we're the ones to see the dawn of a new day before the rest of the earth. And I believe a new day is about to break forth in uh, Bay City Outreach Church. A new day is breaking forth in your heart, your life, your marriage, your family, your business, your ministry. A new day. And so we bring greetings from the place of the new day. Tai rā puti. Kia ora, kia ora. Hi, Jean. Do you got to stay up here or what? What are you doing? Different. Yeah, you can stay up here if you want. <laughs> uh, thank you, Pastor Mike. Joy. It's real joy to be here. It's pretty corny. Uh, hi, kids. How's it? And, um, what, man, there's some stuff happening in this church, some amazing stuff happening in this church. I was here last, uh, last year, about June, July last year. Terry, Michelle, how's it? And um, we were like fun over here, eh? just connecting people here and so forth. And I had a great time last, uh, last year we were here and you could feel that the church was in a transition and that uh, there was an alignment going on and so forth. And so, um, God willing, I'm here to bring some, uh, some inspiration and some blessing to you as a church, as a people. Um, we've already prayed. The presence of God is here. Angels are walking up and down the aisles waiting to be activated. And um, tonight I'm going to be speaking about... Um, extending the borders, the boundaries, and uh, it's easy to sing about it, but to do it's a different story, and I'll be sharing the application of the message this morning. This morning I'm going to be sharing about uh, basically what, what God is calling you to do in a prophetic sense, and tonight I'll share how to do it, and uh, there'll be angels here tonight, the Lord tells, tells me, I mean, they'll be, they're here now, but there'll be angels awaiting to be activated, and uh, I'm going to encourage to call whoever wants to come onto a prophetic platform. Now, a prophetic platform is a type of ministry where I call you forward. Well, God calls you forward, actually. And, and you get on a platform, and usually when this happens, people see the next 5, 10, 20 years ahead of them. And God will ask you of your destiny, what do you want to do? Not asking God what he wants you to do, but he'll bring you. And we've done this many times in our church, and we've had young children, young teenagers get up there and see the next 20 years of their destiny. And they're, and they're living strategic lives, systematically and strategically, educating, upskilling themselves, and setting, positioning their lives that they might be used of God to help be an agent of change in this nation. And this time in world history, we have a job to do. And we don't want to walk off the job halfway through. We want to bring a change of the evidence of the kingdom of God. And so this prophetic platform is a very powerful time. And, uh, and so we'll be doing that tonight too. But this morning, my message is called Lifting the Darkness, Lifting the Tapu off Your City. I have a prophetic word that um, here too. I'm not just not sure whether to sh when to share it now or after the message. Uh, I think I'll share it after the message as part of ministry. I've got some keys with me as well. I want to uh, unlock some stuff in people's lives and bind up some sicknesses and devils and and uh, broken relationships. I've got some keys. Jesus gave me some keys. He gave you some keys too. The keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on the earth is that which is already bound in heaven. And so whatever is afflicting you on the earth today. Well, it wouldn't afflict you in heaven, would it? No disease can touch you in heaven. 
No devil can touch you in heaven. No broken marriages in heaven. And Jesus says, what is bound in heaven, you can bind on the earth. If it's bound over your life in heaven, I'm going to bind it over you on earth. Amen. As thy kingdom come, thy will be done on the earth as it is in heaven. Amen. We're going to lose some stuff here later on. Anyway, ah, it's been great. I do, I do sort of waffle, so I better just get into it. Can I have my first PowerPoint up, please? Oh, nice shoe. I don't see the back of my shoe. Oh. <laughs> Looks cool. Mm. Lifting the darkness. There's darkness over your city. Darkness over every city of the, of the earth, actually. It's spiritual darkness. There's moral darkness. There's, there's social darkness. There's economic darkness. There's darkness all over the city. And I believe it's the assignment of every church that, and every Christian that we're meant to live our lives in such a way in, in such a way that we help lift the darkness of our city, the darkness of violence, the darkness of addiction, the darkness of poverty and social injustice. That we're meant to live our lives in such a way and be a church that operates in such a way that we're helping lift that darkness in some form. Now, no, I'm using an analogy. I'm using uh, uh, symbolism here, but you, know, you can allow your spirit to speak to you about the practical application of what it means to lift the darkness. <clears throat> uh, next one, please. This is what the Word of God says. It's great scripture. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings. I love that scripture, eh? You that fear my name. What's the beginning of wisdom? Fear of the Lord. And so it's saying that you who are wise, you who are wise will healing flow out of you in my name. You've got to be wise to win souls, the Bible says. Jesus is called the friend of the sinner. You know, I used to be a terror to the sinners before I knew Jesus. I just want everyone to get saved. All my family, all my freezing worker mates, and as soon as they see me coming, they're out of here. I was not a friend of the sinner. I would stop people in the main street and say, can I ask you where your soul's going? They'll tell me to go to hell. <laughs> no, you go to hell. <laughs> I would sit, go outside the pubs and play a guitar and sing, and uh, then go into the pub and try to preach to the guys. And I was a terror. I was not a friend of the sinner. I was trying to notch up a few souls on my soul-winning bout. <laughs> I, I tried four years of that. <laughs> I'd knock on doors and ask people, can I ask you a question? Yes. If you died tonight, where would you go? Slamming. <laughs> and I used to say, oh, they're just hard-hearted God. they just got hard hearts. God says, no, you're just stupid. <laughs> you're not using wisdom. He that wins souls is wise. And so I had to learn how to become a friend of the sinners and how to be real. And that life is not just on the spiritual plane. It's emotional, mental, it's social. It's, and so I had to become, learn how to become a friend and stop speaking uh, Chinese, Taiwanese, Christianese. How <laughs> jargon you need to be washed redeemed by the blood of the land brother get filled with the holy spirit and the fire of god will come upon you what what are you on now <laughs> anyway there's darkness on the land there's darkness spiritual darkness on the people of hastings and they don't understand all this christianese nonsense they don't understand all those terms that we know that we know you got to be real and i don't know how i go into that um, oh yeah he that wins souls is wise will the son of righteous rise to those that fear my name and so I had to get on my face and say, God, show me how to win people to you. Show me how to draw them, because you're a magnet, man. You, you just draw people. He says, yeah, well, wisdom is justified by its deed. He says, I'm called the friend of the sinners, the friend of the sinners. So I had to learn to project that love to people and uh, not just tell people they you need to give up their addictions, but help them give up their addictions. Not just to you know, tell poor people what well, you shouldn't be wasting your money on that, but to give them a kai. 
to help clothe their, their children and, and help break that brokenness and, and be an answer, be a solution. You know, if you're going to pray to be a solution, you better be ready to be the solution. You know, don't, you know, pray God send somebody, he will usually send you. Because everyone else got the ears shut anyway. Lifting the darkness. Today that fear my name will the son of righteousness rise with healing in his wings. And as we walk in wisdom and listen to the voice of wisdom, wisdom's cool. Wisdom's a, like, it's like a person. You know, and he's whispering, he's speaking to our ear all the time. The Bible says in Proverbs, wisdom's crying out in the city streets. Wisdom's crying out in the gate of the city. Wisdom's crying out, not just from the Bible, wisdom's crying out from unsaved people. Wisdom is speaking to us all the time. The problem is I have my finger in my ears a lot of time. No, 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 no. I hear what I think I hear. But I've learned to tune my ear into wisdom. I want to be successful. I want my business people to be successful. I'm going to be bringing a team down to hear Tony at this uh, seminar. Man, that is, it is a thousand bucks. We'd still pay that. It is worth it because I want, I want to be successful. I want my business people to be successful. We need to get millions of dollars in for the work of the kingdom. We want to set up social systems, education systems. We've got to set up uh, justice systems that change the, the, the social trend of our, of our city. And we need millions of dollars to do that. And you can pray all your life for money to come, but it usually doesn't come. And you can fast and tithe and give offerings, and that helps release the flow. But you've also got to be wise. You've got to know how to use your money, how to invest money, how to multiply that talent which you have. And so you know, we, we need to work together, amen, to bring a change in our nation. We need to lift the darkness of social injustice and poverty. We need money <laughs> as well as God. We need money, but God gives us the ability to get the wisdom. He gives us ability to get the wealth, should I say. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Anyway, I'm off the track here. Get back on. If you fear God, it's wisdom, he said. Those who walk in wisdom, he says, I'm going to rise through you, and I'm going to bring healing. Now, next, next one, please. Ah, there's my shirt. <laughs> when the sun rises in the morning, it, it's, 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 it's releasing the rays of its light, and in a limited form, it's lifting the darkness. In a limited form, the darkness is being lifted, and the shadows are being dispelled, but there's still a lot of darkness while the sun is at a low level. You're with me? An illustration. Next one, please. But when the sun rises in, into the middle of the sky, it's at the full strength. Now there's no shadows. Now its light is, is, is projecting out in a far greater way, in a far more powerful way. It has lifted the darkness because it's at a higher place, at a higher place. And so many Christians pray, oh God, bring the light of your glory, bring the light of your glory. Well, Isaiah says, arise and shine and the light will come and the glory of the Lord will be seen to be upon who? You. And kings will come to the brightness of your. There's darkness on the land, he said. There's gross darkness on the people. But he says, when you arise, then your light will shine. And it is in your rising that you light, your light shines. It is in that you rise in God that you begin to shine. Your ministry, your life, your marriage, your family, your business begins to shine. When you operate at a low level, the light that comes out of your ministry, your life, is only lifting a little bit of darkness. Lifting the darkness in the church. It's wonderful. But what about the hundreds of thousands out there in the city? What about the darkness they're in? Well, we've got to lift that darkness. And how do we lift that darkness? We've got to learn to arise. We've got to learn to rise our lives. In our city, we've got gross sexual abuse, dysfunction, <laughs> violence, addiction problems. It's been there for decades. Incest is just rife. It's just a disgusting thing. And it causes... It just causes tremendous damage to the soul of a little child, and they grow up into adults, damaged adults. 
and uh, brokenhearted, and, and as a result, there's dysfunctional uh, habit patterns and behavioral problems and violence, and, so, and it just perpetuates generation after generation. I'm sick of it. I don't want to be a church. It's an ambulance at the bottom of the cliff, year after year, Tamir, Tamir, Tamir. I want to be the fence at the top of the cliff, and at least to, to put some preventative ministries in place that stop that. And in order to do that, we've got to bring change in legislation. We've got to bring change in education. We've got to bring change in government. We've got to bring change in, 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 in uh, the health system. We've got to bring changes. We've got to do... Uh, and Because um, I want to lift the darkness. I don't want to just sing about how great God is and what he can do for people. I want to be an agent of change. And our church, that's what we're doing. And so it's in our rising that we shine. Now let me give you an illustration. There's all these abuse cases in our city. And nobody's helping them. And we have counseling organizations, government counseling organizations, and the counseling does not help them. It doesn't help them. They continue to perpetuate their crimes and, and violence and offending and sexual abuse. And I, I got a bit ho-ha, and I thought, oh, they're useless. They're useless. What do they think? They haven't got a clue what they're doing. Because in our counseling ministry, in my counseling ministry, we have a 90% success rate with abuse victims, incest victims, violent victims. We have a 90% success rate. My ministry, the light of my ministry is lifting the darkness off many people in our church. And God says, you think that's great? I said, it's great. Right, I give you glory. He's all about the darkness of your city. What about the 42,000 in the East Coast who are still in the darkness? And what about the thousands of others who are in the, in the darkness of abuse and incest? Oh, and this is what he said. He says, your light has risen, yeah? And it's shining a few of the rays, uh, some of the rays of my light is lifting some of the darkness off some of the people in your church. But he said, I want you to lift the darkness off more than just your people in the church. I want you to lift the darkness off the people in this, your city. And he said, it's only as you rise, lift your ministry to a higher level. And so... <clears throat> I'm developing a counseling business in the city, not a churchy business, a counseling uh, business where I'll be the head counselor and I've got trained counselors and we're going to open up the counseling to the city, to the abuse victims of our city. We already have uh, referrals from corrections and the justice department coming to us, people that they can do nothing with, people that have a, I give God the glory. I'm just illustrating a point. You see, and as I'm lifting my ministry to a higher level, it's in my rising that I'm able to shine, that I'm able to lift the darkness off a greater amount of people. When the sun is at a low level, its light only lifts a little darkness. But when the sun rises to a higher place, oh, it lifts much more darkness. It dispels shadows where there once were shadows. And this church, your light has shone out through this city and through this nation and into other nations for many years. You have been shining light, and I, I commend you for that. In fact, you're an inspiration inspiration to us. Your pastors are legendary. They are. Not, not uh, uh, what's that word? Not placitate. Not, uh, yeah, lick your boots. What's the, um, what's the, what's the uh, academic name for that? <laughs> suck up. No, not suck up. <laughs> anyway, I'm not, I'm not trying to placate your, you know, sweet talk flatter. Anyway. Uh, that you have lifted a lot of darkness off a lot of people in this city, in this nation, and over as you have. And we're sending uh, your pa uh, Dougie and his wife off to China, and, and, and Pastor Dave, and, and, and um, uh, Car Karen, Katie, and, and they're finally off to Pakistan. Ah, oh, you are going to be lifted. Their ministries are rising, hence they're going to have greater darkness. 
But God wants this whole church to rise to a whole new level to lift a lot more darkness than what you've done ever before. Exceedingly abundantly above. More than you can ask or think. He's wanting you to lift more darkness off the city. In order to lift more darkness off the city, it means he's calling you to arise and to shine. And you know it. You know, it. You know there's stuff going on in the house. There is repositioning. There is reshaping. There is recharging and recommissioning going on. There's even restoration going on. Woo-hoo. Lifting the darkness, lifting the darkness. And so it's in your rising that you shine, okay? When you say that scripture, arise and shine, we sing that song, arise, shine, the light is come. Oh, get over singing it, let's do it. Let's apply it as Tony says. It's in the application of what you know. I'm giving you a prophetic message this morning. I'm giving you a prophetic message this morning. And uh, if you, you're hearing the prophetic message will not bless you. It's in the application of the message. He that hears these words, Jesus says, and does them is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. It's in the application of what you're hearing that comes the prophet's reward. Comes the prophet's reward. And, and, and uh, under Pastor Mike, uh, I have uh, jurisdiction under him to, to share this with the church. I'm not telling you to go somewhere. He's not taking it. I'm, under his, I'm submitted under Pastor Mike's authority in this house. I'm a man under authority, and I know how to flow under that authority. And so he, I have authority to prophesy to you what God's already saying to you through your apostle in this church. Mm. I believe the light of the gospel of the kingdom has the power uh, to drive back the darkness of injustice and of poverty and of disease out of our city. I believe it has the power. The gospel of the kingdom has the power to do that. And um, Jesus' light, you know, it, it ex- did we do a rise and shine? Did we do that one? Next one, please. We did that one. Uh, Jesus, as an individual, light shone out of him. And uh, wherever Jesus went, he exposed the darkness of corrupt social and religious systems. He exposed it. He exposed the darkness of, of oppression. He exposed the darkness of sickness and disease and demonic oppression. We could have number six up here. Yeah, there is. Jesus did that. How Acts 10, 38, how Jesus went about. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power. And he went about doing good and healing all those oppressed of the devil. He went about doing it. He didn't wait for God to do it. He didn't pray for God to do it. He went about doing it. He lifted his light in such a way that wherever he went, the light of God's presence lifted the darkness of oppression and demonic powers off people. You carry that light. He says, I'm the light of the world. Then he says, you are the light of the world. If you're born of his spirit, you carry his spirit. The light of the great has now become the light of the lesser. You and I are the lesser. He is the greater. But when you're in covenant relationship, all that belongs to the greater now belongs to the lesser. I love that. And the light of the greater has become the light of the lesser. And you now are the light of the world. It's not that the devils or sickness or disease are afraid of you, but they're afraid of the spirit of the one who dwells within you because you're in covenant with him. And so you carry this light. I was in India just recently, and in one of our churches in the Muslim area, we have Muslims, Hindus, and communists coming to the Lord in the hundreds because we're a friend of the sinners. And uh, I, I went to the communist leader because they're killing Christians, burning down churches, and murdering pastors in our region. And as we're growing, we've grown from 130 to nearly 2,000 within four years. And, I, and God says, there will be trouble. And uh, you need to befriend these leaders, these religious leaders, these political leaders now before you get too big. And so I went and saw the, the uh, Muslim leader, communist leader, and I sat across the desk of this communist leader who was sitting there with a big hammer and sickle behind him. I said, listen, I don't know why you want to kill our people. I said, because you and I, we just want the same thing for our children. We want a better education, better health system, a better quality of life. And I says, I represent a king, from, and I represent the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God has two laws, to love God with all your heart and to express that love for him by love for one another. 
and representing his kingdom. I want to show love to you and your children. We want to build houses for you, for your poor. We want to uh, provide education for your children. And this guy's sitting there like this, and he began to, he put his, he didn't, he sort of loosened up a bit. And I began to prophesy over him. I said, I come from the city of the dawning of a new day. This is the dawn of a new day before all of the earth. And I believe God has sent me to you, sir, to tell you that he sees your heart and you want to bring a new day to your people, that God wants to use you to bring a new day to your communist people, to your communist children, and that together we can help do this and bring a dawn of a new day to your India. He put his hands down. He stood up. This man stood up and leaned his head forward and asked me to pray for him, a communist leader, the ones that are killing Christians. Hey, hey, hey. Once upon a time, I would have said to him, you're, Stalin's a murderer. Your, your, your religion, your ideology is crap. You need to become a Christian and repent. Now I get a slap around the face, maybe shot, a bullet in the head. So I've had to learn to become a friend of the sinners. Had to learn to speak the language of Jesus and not preach churchianity and church language, but to preach the kingdom of God. Because every communist I talk to, every Hindu, every Muslim, every unbeliever I speak to, they don't want to hear about churchianity, but they do want to hear about the kingdom of God because it relates to them where they're at, because Jesus came to get the whole world, not just the church, not just the righteous. And, and so why am I saying all that? Well, I was just recently, I was, I was in the Muslim area, walking amongst the Muslims, and we go to a little church there, and, I'm, and, the, and I walk past this woman who's, who's sitting on a big woman, she's sitting there, and she can't walk, and she drags herself along, she reaches out to me, and Jesus said, you'll pray for her before you leave. I said, yes, Lord. So I went and sat down, had a all with the people, uh, there's a Muslim fellow sitting there with a little hat on and said to the pastor, what's he doing? He says, oh, no one could cure his son, but we prayed for him. Now the son has been cured and he finds peace when he comes into the church, so he comes here. Oh, cool. And so I shook his hand. And, <laughs> and um, I did my ministry. Walked out and this woman standing there. I was, oh, mama. So I knelt down, I put my hands on her knees and see, you carry this light. You carry the light and the life of Christ within you. And, and, and you've got to use it. You've got to let it flow out because this woman is in the darkness of sickness and disease. And I laid hands on her knees and as I touched her knees, I felt the, the, the kneecaps and the moans and the muscles turning under my hands. And I don't know who's more, more surprised, her or me, man. I looked at her, my eyes were like this. Her eyes were like, oh. <laughs> And I felt the flow of God go into her. I knew she was healed, but she didn't know she was healed. So I grabbed her hands. I said, come on, Alma. Come on, Alma. Stand. And she goes, and as I lifted her up, her eyes got bigger and bigger. She stood to her feet. And she's just looking at amazement at herself, at her feet. I said, come on, Alma, walk. And she couldn't. So I pushed her. Faith is an action. <laughs> Faith is an action. I pushed her. Whoa. But she stood. And another push. Then I got her walking like this for a couple of minutes. Then I let go of her hand. I said, walk, Amma, walk, Amma. And then she's walking up and down. The Muslim son comes and says, that's my mother. She hasn't walked for seven years. Whew. Lift the darkness of sickness. Lift the darkness of the doctors and the specialists and the psychiatrists and psychologists. Lift the darkness that they can't lift. We carry something greater than this world. E. You are the light of the world, Jesus said. You've got to let that light out. This little light of mine. I hate that song. <laughs> Stupid little light flickering away in the darkness. No way, man. We're a raging fire. We've got the fire of God. We've got the fire of God. So in this city, there is gross spiritual darkness from the lives of many wealthy people in Hastings. They are free of poverty, 
But they've made a God out of their positions, out of their materialism, and out of their success. And they refuse to acknowledge to give God the glory for this. Such is their spiritual darkness. There's gross darkness of poverty and injustice that still covers the lives of thousands of hard-working families in Hastings. Such is their spiritual darkness. And there's gross uh, uh, oppression and darkness on the, uh, the lives of the thousands who are prisoners to addictions and violence and disease and cycles of generational curses. Such is their spiritual darkness. And so when will that darkness lift off these poor people? When the church arises and shines its light. Because darkness only leaves when light comes. And we are the light bringers. We are the light bringers. God has called you, Bay City Outreach, to lift the darkness of Hastings. To lift the darkness of Hawke's Bay. He's called you. It's prophetic. Uh, next one, please. Matthew 13, 16. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. You'll see a theme here. In order for the light to shine, you've got to lift it high. Isaiah says, arise and shine. Jesus is here. said, lift your light on a hill. You've got to lift. You've got to go to a higher level. You've got to go to another level, basically. God's calling you to go to a higher place. You're the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house and the same way let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven amen, amen. i get employers in our city uh, ringing and saying look i don't know what you're teaching your people but we want them to work for our company we we'll want we will fast track them past the lineup We'll fast track them past those who've got their names out and we'll put them straight into employment. I said, why is this? He says, because we don't have people like that have the work ethic that your guys do. I mean, they don't complain. They do their work. They do it over and above anyone else. We can't find people like that. What are you teaching them? I said, I'm just teaching them how to be real Christians. I'm just teaching them how to live a life that honors God and honors man. He said, well, whatever you're doing, keep doing it because we'll fast track them every time. See, that's lifting your light in the, in the workplace. You know, we teach our people, you go to work early. And you clock off late. And you do more than, more than you're required to do for your boss. Don't you be telling your boss you need promotion and a raise. You go late and you clock off early and you, and, you, and you slack and you slag off the boss all the time. Yeah, you give your best. Love God with all your heart means love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> yeah, don't say you love God and you give your neighbor nothing. You give God the best and, you're, and your boss crap. You're a liar. The Bible says you're a liar. Pants are on fire. And so... And so did we do that? Number seven? Sorry, bro. I just forget all about it. So, yeah, let's have a flow here. I got that magic from the East Coast. Uh, boy, if you haven't seen the movie, you won't know what I'm talking about. This. So as I said, when the sun is at a low level, its rays have a limited effect on the darkness. But when the sun rises to a higher level, then its rays has greater impact. It is able to lift the darkness. Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. Some of the ways you can lift Jesus up on the earth is the way you live your life. Some of the ways you can lift Jesus up from the earth is as a parent, the way you look after your kids. Some of the ways you can lift up the Jesus on the earth is the way that you treat your wife, husband, the way you treat your husband, wife, the way you honor your parents, kids. That's the way you lift Jesus up. You can't be a world leader in the world. We can't be world leaders in the world if we're not even world leaders in our own marriage, our own family. What sort of examples are we to this community? You can look at our marriages. You can look at our families. You can look at the way we nurture our kids. Amen. You can look at the way we, we, we operate in community, at workplace. That's where we should be leading the way. Amen. Lifting Jesus up gives him glory. All men are drawn to that. I don't like these Christians that, you know, smoke dope, get drunk, 
Don't tithe, go to church every now and again and see me down the street. Oh, praise the Lord, Pastor. Don't call me your brother. I'm not your brother. You lazy. Bible says, yeah, you should work. Don't call him a brother if he's doing all that sort of stuff. It gives God a bad name. It stereotypes the rest of us as a bunch of nutters. And God is not a nutter. God is a wise God, a mighty God, a compassionate God. And, and he, he, he demands the best. He demands the best because he's worthy of the best. So we teach up and give your best. Be the best husband you can be, the best mother you can be, husband, a wife you can be, best, uh, um, uh, the best father you can be, be the best son or daughter you can be, be the best employer, employee you can be, be the best, be the best. You know, activate Mark 12, 30 and 31. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. Easy. Love your neighbor as yourself. Okay? And so be the best to your neighbor. Your neighbor is everybody around you. Give them your best. That's, that's the expression of love for God. Give the best in all that you do. If you just fulfill those two commands, Jesus says you've, you've completed all the commands. It's a short, it's a fast track to obeying the commands of God. If you can uh, complete those two, it will activate every other command about, you know, honor your parents and um, um, <clears throat> giving thanks to God and all. Anyway, coming to a close. How can you lift, lift up Jesus, the light in this church? Well, if you're an usher, smile more. Yeah? Be a smiley usher in the car park, which you are. I saw this morning great ushers running around with, with um, uh, umbrellas and that. Well done. Now, I mean, you're lifting Jesus up. Yeah? It, it's, it's practical ways. You can just let the light shine. By lifting. You know, if you're a visitor here or a visitor comes here and they get the smileys and they get the umbrella, I mean, who, who gives that sort of service? You don't get that at Harvey Normans. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, that is service. Maybe Tony's going to bring it in now. To the car park of Harvey normally something that's smiling. Welcome to our store store. It's raining. Please come under the umbrella. <laughs> Let us give you a free lounge suite. <laughs> oh, I've got to come to that seminar. <laughs> How do you lift the darkness? See, lifting the worship team, lift the darkness, lifting Jesus up, giving your best, not your second best in the house. You know, you're lifting the darkness. You're lifting Jesus every time you're here. Being friendly and helpful to new Christians or new people when they come into the house. That's how you lift the darkness. Huh. How does the church lift Jesus up? Well, Jesus is only, or the church rather, is only as loving as the people. If you are going to build a building and your building material is crappy, once you have finished building your building, you've got a crappy building. Because the building material is determined, the building is determined by the quality of the building material. Yeah? <clears throat> Guess what God is building his church out of? What is the building material of the church? Look at the person next to you. You're a block. <laughs> You're a living stone. He's building the church out of people. Yeah, that's what he says. We are living stones building a house of God. So listen to this. The quality of life that we live as Christians in the church determines the quality of church that we are for God. And if we're going to live slack, slippy, sloppy, wishy-washy, wussy lives, over charismaniacs, if that's the type of lives we live as individuals, that's the type of church we'll become and that's the type of church we'll be known. Yeah. But if we live lives that honor God and glorify God with respect and honor and showing dignity to all men, if we live like that and giving our best in all that we do, that's the type of church that this will be. And you will surely lift the darkness. You will surely lift the darkness. That's what we've done in Tairafati and House of Breakthrough. Taught our people to do this. It doesn't mean we're perfect and it's not legalism and it's not religion. It's just called self-discipline. Yeah. Suck it up. <laughs> Following Jesus is not easy. It's not meant to be easy. It's not meant to be comfortable. Yes. 
Jesus lived on the edge all the days of his life. He was never comfortable on the earth. He knew that the people who was helping were going to murder him one day. And yet he put up with that and endured the cross and the shame. He endured that before the joy that was set before him that I'm lifting the darkness off of humanity. I'm lifting the darkness. You got to put up with the pain. Put up with the uncomfortableness. Put up with the, with the, uh, uh, the unfamiliar territory you're walking in. Put up with it. It's not meant to be comfortable, this walk. Joyful. Exciting. It's not always comfortable. Mm. So the church is only as loving as its people. Okay, I have people who used to come to me and say, well, the church isn't very loving. I wasn't welcome this morning. How long have you been here? Oh, about three months. I said, oh, no one's spoken to me. No one's invited me. I said, how many people have you spoken to when you come to church? Well, nobody. How many people have you invited home for a coffee? Nobody. You, you only get what you sow, you know. Yeah, the church is only as loving as the people. Lift the, lift the light more. Lift it more. I mean, this is a loving church. I don't think it's loving. But I only see her on Sunday. I don't know what you're like on Monday. <laughs> God does. And your boss does. And your wife does. And your husband does. And, you know, lift, lift, lift. And so the All Blacks, I'm going to say the Wallabies. <laughs> when the All Blacks are getting thrashed by the Wallabies, the Bledisloe Cup, and the second half, the coach comes in and says, lift your comb. You know, he's, not, he's speaking to the whole team, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But... Every player's got to take personal responsibility to lift their game. The winger has got to lift his game. The, the hook has got to lift his game. The, the prop's got to lift. Everyone has to lift. When, he, when the coach says to the team, lift your game, everyone has to take personal responsibility to lift their game. And when they lift their game and they go out there, yay, they thrash the wallabies and we bring that block of wood back home where it belongs anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and so it is when God says to a church, lift your game, lift your game, lift your game. So it is as I bring this prophetic message, lift your light. Every member of the house has to take personal responsibility to lift your light. Where, where can you lift your light higher for Jesus? This is for you now to think about. Where can you lift the light higher? Is it your marriage? Is it your family? Is it financially? Is it in your workplace? Is it in your ministry or your commitment to this church? Where can you lift the game a bit more as an individual? Because if we all take corporate responsibility and personal responsibility, you're going to fulfill this prophetic word. You're going to lift the tapu. You're going to lift the darkness of the city. Your light is going to rise and shine in a far greater way than what you ever have. You know, if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always stay in the place you've always been. And if you just keep doing what you've always done as a church, you're always going to stay in the same place. In order to go beyond where any other church has gone in this city, you've got to go beyond where any other church has gone. You've got to start thinking beyond where you ever thought before. You've got to. You've got to get the wisdom of the, and, the, and the strategies of heaven. And so in the darkness of the community today, when you leave here, just a smile might be enough to lift the darkness of loneliness of some poor person out there. Just a friendly hello might lift the darkness of the person pumping gas for you, might lift the darkness of discouragement. You don't know whether they're suicidal. Just a smile and just to say, I believe in you, might lift the darkness of, dis of, the, of rejection of somebody today. It's not rocket science. It's not, you don't have to raise the dead to lift the darkness. It's just in the everyday practical way that we live our life, giving glory to God. Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them is like a wise man who built his house upon the rock. Receiving a prophetic, prophet, prophet's reward is the application of the message they bring. May you apply this message in your life and may it bring great blessing to you in your whānau. Moses' ministry in his early years had limited impact 
on the, the darkness of injustice of his people in Egypt. But as his ministry arose and was lifted to a higher level, it lifted the darkness of oppression off of the, the Israelites. Martin Luther King's ministry had, uh, in its early years, only had a limited impact on the darkness of racism in uh, America. But as his ministry rose and he became known as a civil rights leader, as he rose to a higher place, uh, his ministry lifted the darkness of racism of many other nations. Bay City Outreach Ministry in your early years, your ministries have, have lifted the darkness off uh, a limited amount of people in Hastings, New Zealand, and even overseas. But I believe that as you uh, lift your game, lift the light, find what it is that God's calling you to lift in your life, that the light, that, that the darkness that you're going to lift, not just off Hastings, but Hawke's Bay, this nation in greater ways than other nations of the earth. Already it's begun. Already it has begun. You've already sent out straight arrows to China, straight arrows to Pakistan. Your pastor, your apostle is going in and out, in and out of nations, lifting the darkness off nations that you don't even know those people. Thousands and thousands of people. Already it has begun, but it's to lift the game to another level. What can you do to lift the light of this church as an individual? What can you do? Mm. Okay. Here's something that God gave me this morning. Mm. How many believe pa uh, Pastor Mike's got an amazing ministry? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. Okay, the whole five of you, great. <laughs> How many of you believe he's got a great ministry? I mean, <laughs> okay. Now, his ministry lifts the darkness off thousands of people. There's very few ministries in this nation that operate in the power of God that Pastor Mike does. In fact, I can count the number of pastors in this nation that move in the power of God on one hand. Once upon a time in the late, early 90s, late 80s, just about every pastor moved in healing and deliverance and the power of God. I can count on one hand the pastors in this nation who move in that dimension, that power. I'm one, he's one, and there's only about three more. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not bragging. I've got nothing. I've just got the, the power of the greater. <laughs> and, I, and I use it. I'm a bit of a nutter. And I don't mind. Oh, God. Anyways. The pastor's not. He, he's not a nutter. Yes, he is, actually. He's a Holy Ghost nutter. <laughs> You've got to be truthful. There's a truth booth up here. Now, this man's ministry is lifting the darkness off many people. There's a lot of darkness in this nation. His ministry is required to lift off the darkness of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands in this nation. Your ministry is to help make this man successful. Your ministry... See, this man isn't here... Yet. People come to my church and they think I'm there to build their ministry up. I said, I'm not there to build your ministry, mate. My ministry is to build the house of God and the church and the kingdom. God's not into building my ministry. He's into building his church and extending his kingdom. Okay? Now, my job is to help to equip you for the work of the ministry. To, I will help uh, enhance your ministry. But it's not about your ministry. It's about the church. I will build my church. I want to build what God's building. He's building his church, number one. And the church extends the kingdom. Number two, too many nutters running around trying to extend God's kingdom, saying, oh, I'm extending God's kingdom, but they're not planted or connected to the church. The church extends the kingdom. The kingdom does not extend the church. That's a whole other teaching. It's a whole other teaching. Many Christians, just, they think they're serving God, all doing their little, their little ministry thing. They come back to the church, and they expect the church to help enhance their ministry, build my ministry. I'm not here to build your ministry. I'm here to build the church. And you're part of the church. I'll help build you. And as we build the church together, we extend the kingdom that's reaching the lost, right? <clears throat> and I found under David that David had some mighty men. You, you know about them, the great ministries. 
they didn't have great ministries when they came to David. They were disenchanted. They were in debt. They were a mess. But they submitted what they did have, their talents. They were warriors. And they gave their gift. And they served David. Because we know there's an anointing on you. And I want to serve you to make your anointing successful. It'll be good for me. It'll be good for the nation. And so they did. And as a result, David's disenchanted became David's mighty men. And that they used their ministry to build David's ministry. Their ministry became successful. It's the principle of our man under authority. My pastor, Pastor John and Omaru, my ministry was to make his ministry successful. That's all I live for. I want to make this man successful. I want to build the churches he wants to build. I am there for him. My gift, my talents, my finance, everything I have is to serve you, to make you successful. And as I did this, he, God began to bless me. He began to give me a ministry. I wasn't looking for it. He sent me off to Tairafati, off to Gizzi, with a ministry of my own. And that I served another man's vision. God gave me my own. And that I helped make another man successful. God made me successful. It's a principle of the kingdom. It's a principle of the kingdom. This man's ministry is needed to lift the darkness of Aotearoa. He needs to be on television. He needs to be on national television. We have... Too many nutters on national television who have no idea how to relate to our people. Oh, praise the Lord with all their movies. Praise the Lord. He's just a wonderful God. Just send your money, your offering to me. And I always send you a little, a, 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 a little um, ornament you can put on your show with Jesus, a little heart. And bless your souls. You bunch of nutters. Bless your soul. And God will bless you because you blessed me. Hallelujah. I, I see some of the stuff from, I'm not knocking Christian television, but some of it, mate. You have no idea what that addict is going through. You have never been in the depths of depression. Like, what would you know? This, uh, this charismatic, over-spiritualizing life is a, get real. We need real ministries on television that are lifting the darkness off real, real problems, huh, man? So I want to challenge businessmen in this house, the ones who've got the money. Don't let your financial stream stagnate. Let it keep flowing, keep flowing. I want to challenge you to think about investing and in getting this man on national television. I think a few years ago, I was only going to cost about 500 bucks a week. It's not that much, actually, just to get on once. I was going to get on, on Prime TV. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to get on the infomercials. <laughs> I need some fingers, man. <laughs> Yeah, when no one's watching, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, where is everybody? <laughs> Touch the TV screen. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm just joking. This man needs to be on television. There's some great television ministries in this nation. And our people, is not this the dawn of a new day? Are we not the nation that sees the dawn of new day before any other nation? Are we not meant to be leading the earth? We're leading the world, but we're behind. Australia is three hours behind. Yet they're leading the way in worship. They're leading the way in church growth. They're leading the way in so many things in the kingdom of God. What is the old Kiwi doing over here? Oh, she'll be right, mate. No, but we've got to lift our game. We've got to lift our game. We've got to listen to heaven and hear what he's called us to, what our destiny is to be a leader of nations. Amen. This, mean, this man's light needs to, to, to be rise to a higher level to lift more darkness, and you as a church can help bring that to pass. Hey, away, away, away! I'll close with this prophetic word. 
Uh, I, I really don't feel to pray for anybody this morning. I'll do that tonight. If you can have more time, you can get home at midnight or two in the morning, and it won't matter. If you get drunk as a skunk, we'll get drivers to take you home. Uh, I think you already know what to do. Well, you need to ask God oh, what to do. How do I apply this? How do I lift the game in, in my personal life? As an individual member of this house, as a stone in this church, as I lift my game, I'm helping lift the game of the whole house. Amen. I'm lifting the darkness. This is a prophetic word Jesus gave me um, yesterday morning. Walks into the room as I woke up and began to speak to me. So I said, I see the paper is just writing it down. I just love that when I'm not even looking for Jesus, but he just comes in and says, I'm looking for you. Write this down. Write this down for Pastor Mike and Joy and for this church. And so here it is. So it's for you, every, every one of us. It's individual. I have led you through a time of repositioning, even reshuffling, because this is a new day for you as a people and as a church. <clears throat> I had to reposition you because I am bringing you to a new place. Therefore, I had to cause a movement in you to take you from the old place in order to position you to this new place that I have brought you. I have repositioned you because this day I have come to revisit you in ways you have not known and in power you have not known with requirements that you have not known. My kingdom is taken in advance by force and the violent take it by force. There are this is not a time of peace in your city or your nation. This is a time of war. It is a time when kings go to war. Therefore, I'm about to re-empower those ones and those ministries who have allowed me to reposition them. And I am this day going to re-empower, recharge, recommission, and restore back to this house what has been stolen. The hidden riches of secret places and the treasures of darkness are waiting to be released into this house. Do not look back at where you used to be, for I am not there. You are not called to wander in the wilderness. You are called to cross the borders and boundaries of breakthrough. Hence, you will find me as you move out of where you have been into where I am. For I remember my covenant with you. I remember my promises for you. Reclaim your love for me. And come, let us renew our steps of destiny. As you do this, I will not just revisit this place as in former times. I will cause habitation of my presence. Not just a visitation, but a habitation. And today I will revisit those who have allowed me to reposition their lives. For my glory in this house will be greater than the former visitations. For my glory in the former days touched many and flowed to a few. But my glory in this day is to touch multitudes beyond your knowledge and to nations unknown to you at this stage. And like a mighty river flowing from the gate of my house, so shall I flow through you. And out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. Wonderful. Come on, let's give Norm a clap, shall we? Pastor Norm, we just appreciate you so much. Fantastic. Father, we honor you today for new things that you're doing in our lives. Let our ears be open, our hearts be attuned to hear the words of heaven to us today and the changes and adjustments we need to make. Father, we thank you. A new day is upon us in so many different ways, personally and corporately, in so many different ways. Lord, you're telling us to move into a new day. And Lord, we embrace that in our heart. Whatever that takes, personally, individually, corporately, we open our heart to respond to you. We thank you, Lord. You have great new challenges ahead for us. Father, we respond to your words to us. And Lord, we ask that heaven 
open and be clear in its direction and instruction and that Lord your empowerment comes in a fresh way as we position ourselves and align together for the new days ahead Father we honor you and give you the glory today may the darkness that's rested on the lives of any person here let it break in Jesus name Father let a new day dawn and Father let darkness break not only over our own city but through our nation into the nations of the earth let our realm of influence increase and extend 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 in the mighty name of jesus father let your glory come we honor you come on let's give jesus a great clap